When I came back from that day working the beer wagon, I knew that I was already in pain and grabbed some pills and swallowed them. And as I was putting the pill bottle back into the cupboard, I said, "Uh uh-oh. And you might think to yourself, how could he be so stupid? Well, that's not a question we stupid people ask ourselves. That's Jerry McGovern from Peru, New York. And we've all been there. We've all screwed up so badly that even the people who love us most can't believe it. And hopefully, they forgive us. On today's episode, Colossal Mistakes. From NCPR and the Adirondack Center for Writing, this is The Howl. True stories, no notes, live on stage in the North Country. I'm Ethan Shanty. When I was 22, my parents bought me a newer used car as a college graduation present. And if I treated it right, it might last me the rest of my life. That year, I had just started a new band, and in January, I volunteered that new car so we could head out on our first tour. On our third day, we were headed to Burlington, Vermont on Highway 89, and we hit a terrible snowstorm. I was in the back seat trying to ignore that winter driving anxiety that I get when from the front seat, I hear my best friend Sam tell the driver, don't overcorrect. And next, the world is moving in slow motion, and then the back end of the car slams into a rock wall. As we waited for a tow truck to come pick us up, All of a sudden, it dawned on me. I had no collision insurance. The car was dead. And it meant that I was going to have to have a very difficult conversation with my parents. The kicker of the whole thing? That show in Burlington got canceled because of the weather anyway. Thankfully, my folks didn't disown me like I thought. And actually, it kind of ended up becoming a bonding moment for me and my dad. So silver linings and all of that. And that brings us to our first story in this brand new season of The Howl. It's a lot less high speed, but still a tail between your legs kind of mistake all the same. It comes from Jerry McGovern, who says that although he and his wife have been together for 55 years, he's amazed that she can put up with him from minute to minute. And this mistake really sets a new bar. Jerry told us this story live on stage at the 2023 Howell Grand Slam in Saranac Lake. Uh, Good evening. Uh, My story begins, it's really a story of a problem that began when I was working the beer wagon. And uh, it's more of a husband and idiot story than hero and villain story. But the problem is that I was going to have to tell my wife that I had made a mistake again. I've been married to the same woman for 55 years. We met in the first grade. and. Uh, I mean, she's really quite remarkable, and I mean, she's she's funny, and she's intelligent, and she's a good cook, and she knows how to keep baseball scores, and she's pretty. So, as you might expect, I, I've lived in terror for most of my life and all of my marriage that she's going to realize at some point that she married an imbecile, and she's going to ask me to leave. And... Uh, which causes me to spend an awful lot of time trying to cover up my mistakes, which is not very easy because you already made the mistake, but sometimes you don't know it's a mistake and it all gets incredibly circular and uh, confusing and exhausting. And, uh, but anyway, you know that you're gonna have to do something. I mean, Dr. Phil and the marriage counselors tell us we're supposed to be you know, vulnerable and sensitive and sharing. That's hogwash. You you can't do that if you're covering up everything you uh, did wrong. So anyway, but 
even a dope knows at some point he's going to have to tell his wife that he made a mistake. And so that's what I knew, that I was going to have to tell Barbara that I had done something wrong again. And the, the problem had begun in, when I was working the beer wagon at the St. Augustine's Apple Fest up in Peru. And uh, it looked like an easy job at first, but then the day was, it was like 45 degrees. It was raining. It was windy. It was dreadful. And for five hours, I stood out there serving beer to almost nobody because nobody was hanging out. It was just a long, ugly, wet day. And at this time in my life, I was, uh, had a lot of orthopedic problems. And uh, I was running about 70 miles a week anyway, uh, even though my knees hurt a lot and I was climbing mountains. Uh, but in order to solve that problem, I was taking ibuprofen quite a bit. And uh, I was taking a lot in the morning and a lot at night. And I would get big bottles at Sam's Club and that would allow me to sort of manage the pain. Uh, and so that's what I did. At the same time, we had a, a wonderful Labrador retriever named Juice, and she was one of the great swimmers of all time. You take a couple, you take a tennis ball and wing it out into Lake Champlain, Juice would have it back at your feet in moments. Didn't matter how rough, how cold it was, it would be dropped at your feet, two or three of them at the same time. She was remarkable, just a, a wonderful, wonderful dog. She also had some difficulties. Uh, she was a bit arthritic, and sometimes I had to lift her into the truck when I was taking to her to Osable Point. And for her, the, uh, the veterinarian had recommended a, uh, and prescribed Rimadil as an anti-inflammatory, and uh, so that's what we gave her. Anyway, when I came back from that day working the beer wagon, uh, I knew that I was already in pain and I was only going to get worse, so I grabbed some pills and swallowed them. And as I was putting the pill bo bottle back into the cupboard, yeah, <laughs> I said, uh-oh. And you might think to yourself, how could he be so stupid? Well, that's not a question we stupid people ask ourselves. We don't, half the time we don't know that we've been stupid. We just do what we do. It's a, you remember when in The Wizard of Oz when they asked the Tin Man, why don't you have a brain? How? Of course he says, I don't know. How could he know? He has no brain. And that's what it's like. And so anyway, I watched the, and I said to myself, uh-huh. And then I began to think, this could be complicated. Mostly what I was worried about was I was worried about uh, side effects. Because I knew I had taken Juice's Rimadil, and I didn't know what the side effects were. And I, I wasn't really worried that I'd start fetching tennis balls <laughs> or bringing dead ducks to hunters. But you know, when you're watching TV and they have these wonderful medications that are going to solve every problem that you've ever had, and, you know, they got this pill that'll take care of your leukemia. And then they go through and it begins to go really fast. And they start telling you all of the side effects. And you, you can't keep up. And there's 73 of them. And then one of them you know you heard was pubic hair is going to grow on your face. <laughs> and you're going to have an 
an oily discharge. They don't say from where, they just say an oily discharge. So anyway, that sort of made me nervous. And that's why in the morning I said to Barbara, uh, it's about the Rimadil. And I wanted her to pay attention to me over the next couple of days because if anything odd came up, I wanted her to call the veterinarian. <laughs> she, of course, was what Barbara is, patient, perplexed, <laughs> bewildered that she had given her life over to this person. Uh, but she kept her eye on me for the next couple of days, and uh, it was really good. Here's something. The pills worked. The pain was gone. I ran two half marathons. I caught a loon at Taylor Pond. And uh, Barbara didn't consider me a, a hero, but she at least let me stay. Thank you. That was Jerry McGovern telling us his story live on stage at the 2023 Howell Grand Slam in Saranac Lake. Thanks for joining us this week, and thanks to Jerry for putting it all out on the table, and we wish him better luck next time with finding the right medication. The Howl is written, produced, and edited by me, Ethan Shanty, with editorial supervision by David Summerstein. Live audio is captured by Doyle Dean. Bill Hanel is our digital guy. Caitlin Kelly handles our social media. And music on this episode is by Famous Letter Writer of Plattsburgh. The Howl is a co-production of NCPR and the Adirondack Center for Writing in Saranac Lake. You can find more episodes and support the program, plus find out when we're going to be telling stories in your town by visiting ncpr.org slash howl. This is NCPR, North Country Public Radio. 